We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice. Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy. One conversation at a time. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, president of Pioneer X, and today I'm here with my co-host, Marsha. Hi, I'm Marsha Bivens, director of marketing for Pioneer X. Today we are joined by Nicole McClure. She is the owner and president of GRX Marketing. Nicole, welcome. I'm super excited about today. If we can't make a good podcast with two marketers, I, you know... Really, <laughs> we probably should think about some other uh, thing to do with our time. So um, <clears throat> we just got back from London and Paris. So that was fun. We have a nice. conference we go to every year in London. And, the pharmacy uh, show. Yeah. And, and it'd be like flying up there one day and flying back like two days later. If you can imagine what that would do to your body. So we always right. extend it for a couple of days and do something, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go up th- this way or that way or explore. Yeah. And so this, this time. time we decided to... Um, take the train to Paris and go hit Paris just ridiculously hard to the point that I slept on the plane coming back. So we could I, be a little jet lag. So if we say something kind I'm of not, stupid. I slept great. Yeah, I know. But I don't know that everything's <laughs> still wired correctly. That, that could be true. You know, yes, that could be true. <clears throat> you know, as we extend, let's see, 10, there's seven hours, three, maybe four o'clock. So hitting, kind of hitting a mid, mid-afternoon a nap. So we, you're going to Paris soon, I understand. Yes. Yeah, next month. Um, so I was just going to say, if you guys have any, you know, recommendations to pass along. So Versailles, to me, was a must and okay. was worth it. And we only spent two hours there because, like I said, it was like, cool, we're going to do this. Here's the top five things we want to see in that location. And then we're out because we was like we booked so many things to see and do. Um, and also, if you're doing Versailles, do a tours by local. Like have somebody that's going to meet you at your hotel and either take a taxi or an Uber with you and actually walk you through because they get backdoor access. You don't have to stand in the long, long, long lines of oh, nice. regular tours. Yeah, and, I would, and like Versailles, I would do a tour guide for Versailles. Yeah, Because there's Versailles. a line of like a thousand people and yes. they walk you around in a back door nice. and mm-hmm. right nice. inside. And, and they know the lay of the land. Um, if you're getting if you're getting a person that that's what they do is they tour you through Versailles and they know the lay of the land they know where to take you they know the pathways in the garden to take you and things to point out um, they know you know the history and the reason of some of the paintings and the art um, and then the same thing for the Louvre get a, a tours by local private guide because again we showed up to, and the doors were opening and the line was all the way wrapped around. Um, and she took us in, Hey, this is my private back door. That's usually open. And yep, we went to this back door. We went to the same security check everyone else went through and she took us straight to Mona Lisa and then, um, and then sat us down and talked to us about some of the interesting history of the Mona Lisa. Been 30 minutes so, on the Mona Lisa. Yeah. <clears throat> to say that now seems really silly, right. but it was interesting. It didn't be like, okay, really, really, you're talking, yeah. you know, or <laughs> a lot of interesting that, you know, you don't always know. Like he worked on it for years and it's 18 layers of paint. Um, and it, totally repainting. Not like he worked on the hands. He like repainted it. Yeah. He carried oh, it around okay. with him. It, it was like his jam. He carried mm-hmm. it around with him yeah. wherever he went and he painted on it. It was like, it, it, he was really fascinated with his own techniques and, well, and then, things right, like right. that. And, and she was also really good about telling, like she's like pointing out other techniques and things and, and paintings that you, like Mona Lisa, you, no matter where you're standing in the room, it's like she's looking directly at you. Mm-hmm. And the the lady that we had told us what the trick was in the painting, and it was super interesting. But I'm going to leave that up for like a fun Google search or kind of your I don't own know. Discovery. You think that'd be on the Google search? Tell her. So if you're looking at a painting and the eyes, the way they're positioned, if they're looking up in a, in a top corner, it has to do with the tiny little white that's painted as the reflection next to your, um, you know, there's always some kind of light that is reflecting. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, you're looking up. So there's like a white light up there. There's no white light, no white dot oh. in her eye. So it doesn't matter where you are in the room. It looks it like, looks she's, like she's looking at you. See, look at me. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have light off in this right because you're looking this way. Yeah. And the light's over here. It's super interesting. Like, they left out a piece of that. But um, that's cool. I would definitely do um, a nighttime tour. Uh, there's a, a tour you can do in an old French vehicle called a, a C2V. It, basically, to um, us, it's a slug bug. Like a slug bug with no <laughs> top on it. Yeah. And uh, they take you around to show you all the sights lit up at night and hit the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower at night sparkles for about five minutes on the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool to see. So. Yeah, so I read that they're, you know, having an energy crisis over there. So they're turning off a lot of stuff. The, oh, uh, the Eiffel Tower is solar. It's powered by solar. Okay. I yeah. heard that, yeah, that and like the Louvre, they were, and some of the other ones, they were mm-hmm. starting to turn off, but maybe not yet. Yeah. Well, well, and also. They're striking right now, which yeah. is like the French pastime. Um, <laughs> well, and also like um, there are certain days that things are closed that we learned. So like Thursdays is like their cleaning and maintenance and restructuring day. And so like she's, I think we were told what the Louvre is normally closed on Thursdays. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe Tuesdays. Some One of the days is closed. Well, no, yeah. uh, Versailles is, I think we were told Versailles is normally closed on Tuesdays. And the Louvre is normally closed on Thursdays. Which that would, well, that would be fine because that's when we fly and we get in Thursday morning. So then we can just kind of, you know, get the lay of the land and then go on Friday or something. Yeah. And in, and in general, you can find a place to walk in and eat if you don't really care what you're, you know, just like there's like these little cafes everywhere. And generally they had space. So you just kind of walk okay. in and eat. Um, but just keep in mind that like. I would eat inside if you don't like smokers. Smoke. Yeah, a lot of because smoke. the okay. outside seats. It's basic. It's basically equivalent to bar food is what you're getting at a lot of these places because this is where people, a lot of smoking. This is where they take their cigarette breaks. They sit down, they have their cigarette, they order a drink, and they have their cigarette or two, and then they get up and leave. Like we sat and had dinner outside at one place, and there was like three different people flipped on this table. That they sat, they had their cigarette, their drink, they left. And then another person sat down, had their cigarette, their drink, and then they left. And I was like, we're basically eating bar food. We're eating so it's a, a totally different menu then, outside to inside? No, no, no. no. The, the menu is the same. She's just saying eating at a bar because there are people there. A lot of people are coming and just drinking. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, some people had a pretty big menu and, and some of the food was was, was decent. Oh, yeah. Bad. All right. So we're hitting a thing I want to do. We're going to do just a couple of these. Okay. This is from the UK side. These are UK British slang terms. All right. Oh my so, gosh! So okay. we're gonna do three of these and see what. All right. So the so I'm gonna give a term and we're gonna see who what what we think it might mean. And then Hang I'll on. tell you what I'm it gonna really means. one more thing. Paris related. Um, they are all about manners, just like in any other country or language. And so oh. it's like uh, if you stop, Jeff got corrected. And um, uh, we were in this museum and I was asking for the toilet. He so, just walks up and goes, toilet. So, and the guy so, is like, so, and the guy so is toilet? like, bonsoir. And he was like, bonsoir. And I was like, yep. and I thought he was asking me like, what'd you say? No. <laughs> or telling yeah. me he didn't speak French or English. I was English like, no, or he's I said, saying hello. And so I said, toilet. And he was like, bonjour. And she was like, he's trying to teach you manners. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Bonjour toilet. I should have said bonjour wee oui, wee. Oui. Well, and, no. and that's something that I'm, I'm doing Duolingo learning Spanish. I am too. I'm doing it with French. So um, I've been, I was doing it with, I've been doing it with Spanish for the last four months because we went to Spain and I'm like, I don't want to be completely lost here and be like, um, Benio. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still doing it too. Um, loving it. But one of the biggest things that they, they, infl- they talk to you about is ma- manners, always manners, always in things with when you ask for something, por favor. Yeah, but they did. I don't see that a lot. She was like trying to tell me, even like, um, you know, most people don't say thank you very much. They say merci, Marseille or merci, yeah. whatever. Merci. Um, you know, and I'm the one, you said alone a few words, right? Because you don't have to all that spelling out, pardon, please just say toilet. So I, you know, so, <laughs> and they're going to get what you want. You know, they're going to get the, get the meaning of that. Like, you know, it, uh, I said, all I needed in Spain was, you know, mas, mas vino, vino or uno mas and then uh, la quinta. <laughs> Give me the check. But. I guess bathroom would have been a good word to know. So, yeah, but yeah. Have you figured out how to how to say I, I bought an orange for five dollars? <laughs> There's a joke behind yeah. that too. Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the Babel? Babel has a has a commercial on TikTok where they're making fun of Duolingo. Where they're yeah. the the point is is that. Babel is more conversational. They're teaching you how to have a conversation and, mm-hmm. and that uh, Duolingo is teaching you silly, 
sayings. Yeah. And, and it has the one guy talking Spanish and the guy who learned it in Duolingo keeps on saying back like, you know, my grandmother has a red dress. And uh, <laughs> and he says, I bought an orange for $5. And the guy was like, you paid $5 for an orange? So I told Marsha, I'm going to use Duolingo and learn. Uh, I, I, I bought an orange for $5 in like 10 different languages. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That's actually pretty spot on because orange and like orange juice and stuff was one of the first things that I learned and just learned how to say like I'm buying or, or whatnot, but mm-hmm. still don't know like, yeah, a lot more conversational stuff. I wish I could jump ahead, you know, but. All right. So leg it. Leg it? Uh-huh. If in, in British slang, if I'm going to leg it, what am I going to do? You're going to walk it. I'm going to walk it. That's what I was going to say. Walk, walk it. So it means to run away for something, usually a bad situation, right? So I'm going to leg it. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm getting out of here. Um, a kip. A kip. Mm-hmm. I gonna, didn't hear. I'm going to get a kip. In the years of going to um, London, I've never heard that. That sound, is, Are you sure that's not Scot- Scottish? Well, probably. Probably you would. You might say it. It's a, it's a snooze or a quick power nap is a kip. So like a catnap. Yeah, like a little catnap is a kip, a little short nap. And the last, um, y'all may know this one, snog. A drink? What do you think a snog is? Uh, um, a, a, yeah, like a drink or beer. Is a kiss in any form. Oh. A very unattractive sounding kiss. Oh, I guess because <laughs> you're... you're... So, so they were snogging. I don't know. That was Oh, bad. Okay. All right. All right. So let's start on Nicole. So um, I've never actually formally met you. So hi, I'm Marsha Bivens, Director of Marketing for Pioneer X. And of course, everybody knows Jeff Key, El Presidente. Um, I'm not sure everybody knows. I don't know that we've met. Have we met? I think maybe in passing at some trade shows or or something. Okay. And you've you've, uh, also been on Beyond the Scripts. I saw your name pop up there. And she has her own podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Which I need to listen to. So for those of you who like podcasts, the podcast is called the Pharmacy Marketing Simplified Podcast. How long have y'all been doing that podcast? I've been doing it for a long time. I would say six, seven years. Um, I got hooked up with Todd, who runs that quite a long time ago. And, and then, what kind of content do you cover or talk about on that podcast? You know, just a variety of health to- uh, marketing topics. Um you know, how to talk to prescribers, how to record a video on Facebook, um, you know, stuff, kind of easy tips for pharmacy owners to implement, um, since a lot of them kind of struggle with marketing and, and what to do. Have you have you ever come across or interacted with uh, Phil's My Pharmacist? Um, I know that it sounds familiar. I don't know that I've talked to him. So TikTok. I might have. Actually, now that I say that, I might have seen him at one of the shows this summer. Yeah, he was at McKesson's show. He was yeah. at our show. Yeah, so he, he will, uh, quick summary, and then I can maybe point, and then we can point you to later, like the podcast episode or his hand, um, his social media. But basically, he grew his pharmacy business in a matter of like less than six months, more like three or four, uh, by TikTok, um, just creating content for patients. Um, and now he's doing um, live TikToks and answering questions. Does it come in? Yeah, as they come in on the live stream. Um, but yeah, he grew his business um, a, a remarkable jump. And, and it's patients coming in. He says he's getting, what, three to five new patients a day? Yep. Um, oh, and, wow. That's awesome. And people coming in going, yeah, my cousin in Ohio saw your TikTok and went, hey, he's in your neighborhood. You should go to that pharmacy. Um, and a lot of it's from TikTok. And so he's kind of an interesting to look at how he's he broke down he, learning TikTok and, and how to really reach um, people without having to pay marketing dollars. So, um, so adv- give us some advice then on a pharmacy talking to a prescriber. Give us a little teaser then from, from your other podcast. Well, I think, you know, a lot of pharmacists try to make it more complicated than it needs to be. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just about going in and having a simple conversation of what pain points are you experiencing in your doctor's office? You know, is there, um, are your patients experiencing something with a particular drug or just, 
Um, you're seeing a common thing that that patients are coming in from. Um, I think sometimes when pharmacies, pharmacy owners go in, you know, they feel like they have to take all of their information and kind of spew out everything under the sun that they offer um, instead of first kind of finding out what the doctor is looking for um, from a pharmacy. Yeah, it's great advice. And, 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 and the other not only feeling like they should, it's really bad. For them to go in there and go, I, 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 I do this, yeah. I, you know, really going in there with, uh, you know, hey, I've got a doctor in pharmacy and I don't feel like I'm using it well. How can I help you? What what can right. I do right. with our spare capacity to, to help you better? What, what pain points do you have? You know, what can I do to help you grow your business? Um, I think people respond well to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, better is, go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, the doctor doesn't feel like you're immediately just trying to push stuff on them. You right. know, it's wanting to see how you can help them. Yeah. Yeah. And then even if you went away and thought for it for a while and not really necessarily had to have a, well, I've got a this and a this and a this and a this. It's one big thing we tell people, you know, talking to people who are thinking about new softwares, you know, don't start off with, start off with them, not us, you know, really figure out what they what they need. A lot of people come up and say, why are you better than so-and-so software for us? And I'll say, well, for you, we might not be, you know, let's, let's it's, learn more what, about it. What is your needs? What are you looking to achieve? If, if you're looking to achieve these things, then we're the best at these things. And, but it's, it is really kind of breaking down and going, well, it depends on what your needs are. Yeah. So how does one get to be the owner and president of GRX marketing? How does that, how does, what's, what's the path that takes one there? Uh, it was a bit of a long journey, uh, for sure. So um, I started pharmacy marketing in 2004. So I've been almost doing it for 20 years now um, and worked for um, a group of pharmacies here in central Iowa. Um, they had eight locations when I came on board and um, really they're kind of just doing their own thing. It was all willy nilly and uh, came in and streamlined it, started some new programs um, and then just through the connections of the, the previous owner and, you know, people that I had met saw an opportunity to help other pharmacies that weren't part of our group with marketing, um, because I'm sure you guys can both attest that it's something that a lot of them struggle with. They Absolutely. You know, don't know what to do or they just don't do anything, you mm -hmm. know, because right. they don't know where to start. So they're like, Meh, I just won't leave it. And uh, this day and age, especially, it's it's such a travesty to their business to not do anything. Absolutely. So, yeah. So just over the years, I kind of started as a side hustle really to, um, you know, put our services out there for other pharmacies. And um, in the you know past 10, 12 years, it's grown into a, a viable uh, business. And um, last year uh, in, in late 2020, I guess, actually kind of just was looking for a, a shift in what I was doing. Um, I was running the program, but it was, you know, for a different owner and mm -hmm. uh, wanted to, to take that leap and um, purchase the business from him and, and truly make it my own since, you know, I had been running it. And um, yeah, so that was official last July. So made Congratulations. it just over nice. a year. Congrats. <laughs> um, and we moved offices in March of this year, because uh, we were previously sharing with um, our previous owner. Um, so we've got our own office space and everything now, which is nice. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun journey, um, you know, challenging at times, of course, but um, I really love it and uh, it's been good. So, so what are, um, just kind of give us kind of an overview. Um, I mean, you could go a lot of different ways. You're in Iowa, right? And so, um, customers all over the United States. So are mm -hmm. not regional, you're providing services for them. So, so tell us a little bit about the kind of services that, that you provide. Yeah. So it's really kind of a comprehensive approach. Um, we, you know, we do the digital stuff, obviously. So helping with social media, um, digital marketing, so geofencing, um, Google search results, things like that, website design, um, but then also a lot on the consultation side, uh, we'll put strategic marketing plans together for them. So really kind of outlining, you know, things that they can do each month to help grow their pharmacy, things that we can do on our end um, to help them as well, such as, you know, doing lost patient mailings or help reaching out to prescribers on their behalf. Um, wow. 
creating the creating the materials for them you know we we take a very customized approach it's not just a you know here's a here's a templated brochure we're just going to slap your logo on it and that's what you get um you know my my team members they work one on one with the the pharmacy owners and you know really develop a plan and materials based on what the goals of are of that pharmacy and but also kind of what their vibe is right so you know some pharmacies are very like vintage they want that old timey feel and you know now we're we're starting to see more um, contemporary type where they're going away from prescription fills and really focusing on like the high-end vitamins or Mm -hmm. um, and cbd and yeah yeah and those type of products so um you know definitely able to kind of shift and customize for for what the client is looking for Um, so we get a lot of just you know calling us and asking Hey, I heard a competitor's closing. How can I get that business? Um, you know, I've been approached to do this sort of advertising locally. Is that a is that a good deal? Is that a waste of money? Things like that. So really, just trying to be their their resource for for all things marketing. So how um, what's your plan to grow your business? What's your growth plan? Are you pretty tapped out today, or got a lot of capacity? No, we definitely have capacity. Um, you know, one thing that we're doing is offering our services to companies within the pharmacy industry as well. So right now we help about diff- about 15 businesses um, that are in the independent industry, just like us with our, their marketing. Um, and so that's kind of been one diversion for us. Um, you know, ultimately my goal someday is hopefully to start a different division um, on top of GRX marketing. So still in the healthcare industry, but, you know, maybe – helping chiropractors or, um, you know, veterinarians or things like that, because I, I think, you know, the model that we've put together Super similar yeah. works and, mm-hmm. you know, could be adapted for other types of, um, absolutely industries. Indep- yeah. Independent businesses though, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not physician owned or something like that. Right. Yeah. People. Are- yeah. I mean, and I, I, yeah, I don't have a desire to, um, you know, be huge and, and help chains. I mean, my passion is really in helping those small businesses, um, whether it be pharmacy owners or, you know, local supporting local restaurants or, or things right, like the, that. The mom so. and pop businesses. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, any recent success story? Ooh, yes. We love success stories. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think now that you got me on the spot. I would say one is, um, you know, so we're helping a, a local uh, group, the client group, do a, a new program for flu shot marketing. So, you know, flu shots are everywhere, right? And yep. a right. lot of pharmacies offer them the chains and dependents. And so we've helped one kind of distinguish itself where they are partnering with a local food bank um, and they're going to donate um, meals or, or money for every flu shot given in their community. And it's actually really helped. Um, they started it last year and are doing it again this year. Um, and from the year they saw a 20% growth in uh, the, the immunizations that they gave. And I think it just, again, it goes back to people wanting to give, you know, we actually heard where some people were waiting to get flu shots with those pharmacies instead of going to, you know, a, a, like a Walgreens or a CVS. Um, where you have to fill so, out yeah. the form online and make the appointment before you come in. Yep. Well, some some independent pharmacies have to do that as well. Yeah. So it just depends on how crowded they are. But yeah, I wondered. You, you know, I guess a lot of that started with like Tom's, and you know, and and I you see a lot of it now. And one of the questions I had wondered is that still have impact. You know, you hey buy a pair of glasses, and we'll give a pair of glasses to somebody in a poor country, or you you yeah. buy this and we'll do two meals. But that's interesting to say that it seems to be still working. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think we, I mean, we've seen a, a jump already this year and we've, they've also picked up a lot of, um, like corporate flu clinics, um, that are want to be a, a part of it as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. going on site and giving flu shots to employees, um, you know, so I think they're picking, the pharmacies are picking up that business that they, that they wouldn't have in the past. Do you so. do any kind of interviewing? Do you, do you, where you, where you actually, I mean, are those, businesses actually saying, Hey, we're doing it with you because you're doing this meals program and, and we want to be, we want to be affiliated with that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. So they're actually, you know, they either heard about it last year in the pharmacy and they're 
reaching out to either the pharmacy directly or the the clinical pharmacist and saying, yeah, we we want to help give back and be a part of that. So it's definitely brought them additional business from doing yeah. it. And in a place where, hey, the flu shot costs me the same thing wherever I go, you know, going somewhere, I'm doing something for community. Um, and then you're, you know, you're creating that stickiness with those people, right? So if you get their information, you have the opportunity to send them a follow-up um, thank you card or mm-hmm. email or something yeah. like that saying, thanks for coming into our pharmacy. Don't forget, we offer all these other great services. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you've got that chance to market to them on an ongoing basis. To and pull hopefully them get from more yeah. CVS business. or Walgreens. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody talking to you about uh, OTC hearing aids? A little bit, not, we haven't heard too much on that right now. Um, Well, um, that was one of the things that we saw in London is that um, there's, there was multiple devices, but one that we sat down and actually got the demo from, um, it was a, it it basically attached to a a cell phone and Mm -hmm. that way you're not all up in their space. But there was the thing that attached to the cell phone was a, to look in your ears, yeah, not, to a, look not in, a hearing aid. Yeah, it was to oh, look okay. in your ears so to, to kind of figure out, oh, you're, you say you're having problems hearing or it sounds like you're underwater. Well, let me take a look. And then they were able to like video it and then play it back and show me what my eardrum looked like and talk about and go, hey, your ear looks pretty healthy. Um, and if, That's cool. And, uh, it, well, the interesting thing, and then be able to, well, so the interesting thing there was that, yes, this was becoming a big thing for pharmacies um, over in the UK is because getting into a practitioner to go, hey, I'm having a problem with my hearing. Um, if it sounds like I'm underwater and it's been sounding like this for several weeks or even a month, it takes six months to almost a year. Please, yeah. The UK is really, really moving yes, to, they really moving. took the telehealth and ran with it. Yeah. And really, if you want a short term, I've got a really big problem. Mm-hmm. You got to go through a telehealth visit first. And what are they going to be to tell you about your ear? So right, right. Yeah, you're going to wait 10 months. But the, um, so, so recently in the United States, the FDA has approved OTC hearing mm-hmm. aid sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it's a big opportunity for pharmacy. But an add-on, what was interesting was at this London show, these tools that allow you to look at the eardrum, do a kind of rudimentary hearing test, and to uh, remove earwax. So one of the first things somebody coming in, it makes be earwax, right? So, so let's, you know, let's look at your ears. Let's remove any earwax that's in there. Use a little microsuction to pull earwax out uh, rather than irrigation. And... Um, and then fit you an OC, OTC uh, hearing aid. So, so kind of more of a full package. Uh, what, did this, what did the suction, like you got to experience that. What did the suction sound like? Like was just, it painful or was no, it No, like, it just sounded like a suction. It just sounded yeah. like a, a little mini vacuum. Yeah, just a little ma- vacuum. Um, and, you know, I, I still haven't had time to back exploring, you know, does Medicare or Medicaid pay for earwax removal? Um, surely they do for a doctor, but you know, it, other what states, maybe a what a pharmacist could bill for that, mm-hmm. uh, be super interesting. Now I've stuck something on top of the OTT's hearing aid that I can, can bill for. So, um, I think there's a huge opportunity there because a lot of, you know, regular hearing aids are super expensive mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being able to get one inexpensive, just see if it helps, uh, I think is a huge, I think some of the big chains are already starting to do it. And I see, uh, our pharmacies. So it'd be neat to have a package, you know, that says, Hey, you know, we've, we've done this with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to, if it's a problem we can't answer, then we can easily do a, a, a web call with a ENT. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A and telemed. if you had a, a telemed that ENT, you could do, although yep. I still don't know how you're going to do a telemed, um, Maybe if you saw something wrong with the ear, you would do a telemed and, and you could show them the yeah, pictures you took if. from the ear. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be able to say, you know, do a full hearing audiology hearing test or something like that. Yeah. There. So there, that com- that particular company, which was really interesting, is working on getting into the States. Um, and of course, the, the reason we do the farm, we go to the pharmacy show is because that's where we find things first be- before, it yeah. hits, before it goes through our FDA yeah. approval and ends up at our shows. Well, so, some things just get invented. I mean, we we, yeah. we take a little snobbery and think that everybody gets invented in the United States, but a lot of it, stuff gets invented overseas first. Um, yeah, that would be really released. cool to go to a show over there. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw some unique stuff that we don't have. And mm-hmm. I mean, do you pick up on just any different practices that they do for their pharmacies or? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, one of the things like, you know, we also try to uh, think about is that, 
you know, that's one possible outcome of our health industry. And what does that mean for pharmacy and how are they paid? Um, like their pharmacists there on a fixed contract from 2019 to 2024, right? No increases okay. in the price of things. Um, well, and, and the bigger thing and a really good example of this is that their pharmacist over there, um, their, their patients rely on them as much as we rely on like our corner clinic doctors. Because they can't get into the doctor. Because they yeah. can't get into their doctors, right. Um, and, a, and a good story of this is um, we have somebody that works with us um, who is from Ireland and his, his dad was going, oh, I'm so stressed out because my pharmacist is going on vacation for two weeks and what if I, what if I need a consultation on something or to be checked out on something? And so that's, that stressor is there, which we've been trying to get into our pharmacies is be more clinical. Right. Um, yeah. You see a lot of these niche, uh, a lot of products coming up there the same way, trying to find more things that the pharmacist can do. Um, they're kind of ahead of us on billing on, on uh, services. Um, but they're probably the big highlight this time was the year. There like were several of those. trying to be able to prescribe uh, birth control. It's funny that, you, you know, you see waves. And you saw this United States um, uh, at NACDS, NCPA. You go back three or four years, and you saw a lot of the patient engagement apps coming mm -hmm. off the charts. Everybody, you know, there would be six, eight booths in patient engagement apps. They're all kind of gone. Um, same way uh, UK. You saw a lot of that last time. And that's kind of gone as well. And and I think we're finding that, um, you know, there's a small subset of patients that want to engage via app. I think you see more things going to more text-based and mm -hmm. bi-directional text uh, rather than I'm going to download yet another app and have to remember how to log in and, and do this kind of stuff. So so it's interesting how the trends kind of to move around and, and some of those are similar. Well, I mean, and I, I can see the pain point. It is struggling. Like, um, I, when I upgraded my phone, um, not everything logged in, I'm going, Oh crap, what are the logging right. credentials for that? Um, and so I had to keep my other phone active so I can go back and reference or figure out, okay, well for now I'm going to have to use this phone to still manage my, my parent control app on my son's phone because for some reason I can't get my credentials to move over to this new one. Um, and the same thing, even if the phone, even if like there's an iOS update, same thing, you get kicked out of your apps and it's like, ugh, what are the credentials? I don't even remember people's phone numbers, you know, because it's all in your phone and mm -hmm. you have to, we're so reliant on it. That's that's not a thing anymore. Is yeah, I was phone like, numbers. I was like, there was this comedian he was like, someday a hacker is going to stop all of our phones and the internet. And there's a whole generation that's not going to know how to do anything. Right. They're like, I don't know how to get anywhere. I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to read this. And, and then he's like, and they're going to come to us because we're the ones that know how to use a map and they don't know how to use a map. And it was well, funny. yeah. And there was another comedian that was like, not even comedian. It was somebody who is not of the age to know, um, was saying, was, was put, put out the question. And of course, all of us who know how that worked, we're laughing at him and going, yes, it's, it's a very odd thing. And it was basically like, how did pizza deliveries actually make it to your home? And it's like, um, oh. <laughs> because we yeah. actually knew our streets. We didn't right. have, we actually knew all the streets and how they connected in the, in the grid of the layout of things. So it was real easy to go. Yeah. You turn here, you turn there. Um, yeah, we used a phone just for a phone, actually, and not to yeah. do everything else on it. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things, um, London versus Paris. Uh, Paris very similar to um, the United States as far as – matter of fact, taxi drivers in the Paris seemed very much like Uber drivers. You know, they're doing by their phone and stuff like that. In the U.K., they're very serious in London about being a taxi driver. You have mm -hmm. to have memorized – all the streets in London, the directions, you'll see them riding around on like a, a moped or something, memorizing the streets. You have to be able to pass a test about all the history and all of that. And so you wow. have a very, um, very professional, almost very, almost very regal. Uh, all the cabs are the same, this kind of this black, uh, special kind of black, black cab, cab. With, with, with back seats on it. And they'll know... You know, if you ask them, you know, who was the third wife of Henry VIII, you know, what happened to her? They're going to know, you know, they, nope, they're supposed to know that thing. I know that you did, and I, that's why I hit that, because I pushed your button. But <laughs> we had some guy who didn't know something, and then she really likes the British history. Um, 
but and they're not like, using, no, 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 there's no, right. they don't have their phone out with directions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're telling them and they're, they're, they're going to it. Um, yeah. So where do you, um, so any, any vision, where do you think marketing, uh, is headed in pharmacy? Any kind of, if you had to use your crystal ball and say, <laughs> what do you think that the, the future is going to, to come? What's, what's more cutting edge? I mean, I think there's still a lot of growth in, in social media. I mean, to your mm-hmm. point, TikTok is still a brand new thing for a lot of them. Um, we've got, I think, a client or two that are just kind of venturing into it, but a whole lot more um, growth there because mm-hmm. videos are very powerful still, you know, for explaining services or just, you know, having that one-on-one interaction, making the pharmacy seem more personable, Um I mean, Facebook is great, but if you don't do any photos of your staff or, you know, any videos or anything like that, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's really hard to distinguish yourself from other pharmacies in the market. So, um, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity still, um, with social media. I mean, I think in some ways pharmacy is a a little behind the marketing trends of, you know, other industries. Um, I mean, I remember when I first started, a lot of them didn't even have Facebook pages, right? You know, or we didn't even yeah. use it for business purposes. Um, and that's changed tenfold now. But mm-hmm. uh, well, and another like other kind of pay, uh, oh, this is actually a really good idea that came from a pharmacist uh, from no, she's not even a pharmacist. She's the lead technician. Um, so shout out to Serena. Um, her tip, well, it wasn't even a tip. It's just something she started doing in the pharmacy and the patients loved it because they felt like they were actually engaging with that person. Um, so they use our, the ARCS local app. Um, but inside they took their, their bitmoji off their phone and emailed it to themselves and then attached it to their profile. So when they message you within the ARCS local app, their bitmoji pops up instead of just a bubble with their initials in it. Oh, nice. And I thought that was a really fun tip because Serena is known by her purple hair. And so when they see the bitmoji with the purple hair, they walk in and they're like, Serena. So um, I thought that was a really cool tip. And I shared that out um, on our social, on like our weekly newsletter that goes out. and I think that was, that's something that people should do, kind of make that, like we always continue to say is get that sticky connection to that patient. So then they right. want to engage more with you and not with the pharmacist at CVS or Walgreens. It's like, yeah, make sure you get yep. your lipstick and your pills to go. And that's the keeping them. You know, one of the things that the TikToks, the hope is they're acquiring them. You know, how mm-hmm. do you, how do you acquire? How do you acquire the new? The, the new. Um, and maybe how you leverage the existing, you know, maybe you could use questions from some of your existing customers. So had a customer this week asked me blank, you know, and talk about that on TikTok. And here's the answer, you know, kind of, you know, right. trying to generate your content. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of communication this next year, um, just with, you know, insurance changes and stuff and the TRICARE thing and everything going on of just, you know, why use an independent pharmacy? And I mean, that's always been, um, out there, but I think even more so and, um, or just educating people on why they can't take an insurance or something like that, because a lot of them don't understand that. And I think sometimes, you know, the pharmacies just get the blame of mm-hmm. not being, not accepting the insurance or being more expensive without understanding. There's so many other things going on beyond the scenes that mm-hmm. is out of the pharmacy's control. Or, or if they don't have insurance and having the ability to go, Hey, I can help you get set up on an insurance that's going to help pay for your meds. That's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. And we're also seeing a lot more clients just try to go to like a, a cash only type mm-hmm. right. model, you know, where right. it's just, here's our prescriptions at a cash price and not even messing with And insurance. you can help them with their models. Cause there's some interesting, more gym type models out there that are, you know, it's hard just cash on a $2 moxicillin. So, you know, so, right. so more of a membership type, you know, here's your membership. It gets these, these are membership levels where we're doing other things, trying to sell the services. There's a lot of that uh, going on. So, so a little twist on your, your marketing um, lane here. So, so, so kind of what I hear you saying is that if I'm going to be successful in business today, let's say pharmacy today, 
has a lot to do with my ability to, um, I hate to say personality, but my ability to engage others. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's fair, yeah. Yeah. So whether I'm engaging them on TikTok or engaging them in person or engaging them in the doctors, um, and, and, and that's not only the what, there's some how in there, right? Mm-hmm. So do you offer, wouldn't it be cool to offer some classes on just, I don't know, being more out, being, uh, I don't know, talking more with people or engaging how to. Here's how to be an extrovert. How, not, I, I, <laughs> I said how to be an extrovert, but, but, but really, you know, I don't know if that's, that's, um, positive attitude or, 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 or that's more, um, you know, never, never split the difference, kind of like how to, how to interact with people, but there's some, you know, whether that's leadership, kind of a, a leadership class, but, but you've got to think that there's some class or, or exercises even, yeah. you know, like yeah. I was a consultant at a college and, and we had consulting exercises, how to, how to listen, how to reflect back you know, to make sure that we had understanding uh, and things like that. So, so I think it'd be, so if you've decided that in that for marketing, that they have to do that, then I think part of marketing is helping them improve their ability to engage with others as a person, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you need to develop in your pharmacy a personality. What's the personality mm-hmm. of your pharmacy that's attractive? And how do you develop and extend that on social media? You know, it's not a, enough to post that it's National Pizza Day, right? And just right, tell them it's right. National Pizza Day. Come to our pharmacy and have a slice of pizza. Although there's some personality in that if there's fun there's, there's and you see all your staff eating is, a piece of pizza, right? It's, it's Okay, so those type of social media engagements is is making your pharmacy welcoming, like, right. hey, we, we care about our staff. We celebrate. We're a family. Come join our family and be a patient here. So, I mean, be an international pizza day. Buy pizza for your pharmacy. Take some pictures. Post on social media. It's not a waste of time. It's it's creating a, a beginning of, of customer engagement other than just constantly putting med health tips out there. But even better, we had free pizza for, our, for people who came in today, right? Here's a, here's a picture it's, of a happy it's, patient it's a morale booster. with a slice of pizza. It's it's a morale booster. After we for filtered for anybody on that, diabetes, hey, you're also a- <laughs> <laughs> this is the gluten free pizza. This is the no sugar pizza. This is the lactose intolerance. This is the lactose intolerance pizza. And for our vegetarians, <laughs> so, here so basically is basically just some bread and sauce. Yeah. But. Yes, vegetarians and, and yeah. But and here, and we, here we have the powdered pizza. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say to your point, it's, it's something we're, we're actually exploring and looking at doing for next year. If we can, you know, put together like a series of webinars or just, you know, kind of focus groups, Mm -hmm. uh, different groups for our clients to get together and yeah, giving them some tips like that, or maybe it's more like a a peer to peer thing where a client jumps on and is like, well, I did this and it was successful. And I love that. Try that because they really look to each other, you know, to, yeah, they do. get ideas and you know well what have you done that's been successful um love to have might be fun to do something like that at our i don't know if you've come to our uh our trade show connect Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. uh, um but might be fun to do something like that maybe have you host some type of little marketing round table uh for a group of doing that kind of best practices uh i just hey what did you do that worked what did you do that worked that kind of thing or um you know it'd be a big group but you know we thought about having round tables of people and then having a list on the table of of things they're supposed to go through. Right. And we could say, Hey, these exercises, um, were developed by GRX marketing. Right. And and you could try help facilitate that. I think that would be fun. Um, you know, you could also bring a group to Ohio, uh, Iowa, right. And y'all could tip cows and y'all could, you know, kind (laughs) of, Okay, we don't, I don't like live in a cornfield. There's <laughs> misconception. Misconception. <laughs> I didn't um, drive a tractor to the office. You know. But I, I think that's an interesting place for marketing to grow when you decide you can't do that without here. You know, the, um, the, the guy on TikTok is being really successful because he developed a personality. You know, there's a personality. And he's really just talking about, Hey, you have sinuses. These are the things you should do. And you have this and these are the things you should do, you know, but he's, but he, you know, he's got personality. He's leaning over, you know, his, his modus, he's kind of leaning over on the well, counter. And it's not just that he's, he's, he, his thing is he says, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yeah. goofy. And like, yeah. he 
he's talking about, you know, allergy season and the mucus and he's sitting there playing with green slime. And it's like, that's kind of fun, you know, and yeah, he doesn't I have a problem. They think they have to make it per, like super, yeah, professional and it, right. it yeah. can come almost looking out like a commercial and it's like, no, just, you know, record it, be off the cuff. It's okay mm-hmm. if you mess up. It shows your personality yeah. um, and people mm-hmm. relate to that more. I remember um, several years ago, we uh, did a video with, um, who was the guy for NCPA that we did the video from? He was the doctor who did the satire stuff. Oh, God, you had to ask me that. Z-Man. The uh, Z-Dog. Z- 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 yeah, Z-Dog, so, yes. so we were filming. We had sponsored this for him for NCPA. We were filming this kind of funny video, and um, we were doing it. He's out of Las Vegas, so we found a pharmacy to do that in Las Vegas. And they were like... To, to do filming in and prior to us doing it, they were like, Oh no, no, we saw his videos and he's funny. And that, that's not, that's not us. We don't, we don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. Um, we, that's not professional. You know, we want to be professional. So uh, we found somebody else to do some shots out of, and we did the other, other part of the video in the studio. But I think those people are missing it today. That doesn't, you know, you have to be, you know, they're looking for independent pharmacy for personality and personal not, not this. And you hate to say not being professional. You want to be professional, but you don't want to be like CVS or Walgreens and come get your medications and then go on your right way. Well, you don't feel like you're going to the library and checking out a book. Yeah. You know, you want to feel like that, um, you know, that this is somebody who cares and, and stuff like that. And, and I think there's, there's training for that. There's a whole, there's a whole piece of that. And I think that's marketing. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, sure. yeah. I think that's marketing yourself. And, uh, and, and so that, Hey, there it is. That, that's the, hey, this is our marketing yourself series kind of. What you talk about? You talk about what so to talk to doctors what, and that kind What thing. is um, your, I mean, what are your top five favorite marketing books? Uh, well, I'm reading uh, Make It Stick is my favorite book, um, which it kind of just, or made to stick, I think. And again, it talks about the stickiness and, um, you know, it kind of talks about different brands and, and how they came to be like Harley Davidson and, um, you know, uh, Kleenex and where it's, that's actually a, a brand name, not, you know, but it's just such a common name right. now. That, um, and, and if you, you like don't Coke say tissue, yeah. 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 And just how, you know, Harley Davidson actually really didn't do any advertising to start. It just was all word of mouth and mm-hmm. they had such that loyal following, um, to grow their brand. And, you know, I think there's some things kind of back to what we were just talking about that, that pharmacies can take from that is creating that stickiness um, and keeping people, you know, to the pharmacy. I'm reading one right now on um, just like leadership and with Enneagram numbers. I don't know if you guys know those at all, but, you know, just everybody has a number kind of based on what your, your personality and um, uh, the way yeah, you are is, I guess. And right. so just yeah, working with different people on. and, um, which I think can translate over to our clients, you know, of um, maybe here's how we tweak the message a little bit for somebody that's um, very type A personality, likes to mm-hmm. see things in black and white and whatnot. And here's somebody right. that is a little bit more outgoing, but maybe just needs help getting started. Um, so, yeah. So I think the best uh, best book, and it's my favorite um is and it, and it talks basically about what we've been talking about the last five minutes is, you know, how do you get out there and make yourself kind of and it's uh, anyways, the book is Purple Cow. It talks about how to be remarkable. Yeah. I think that, that. Yeah. And that's and that's what 15 year old book. I think it's it's still condes- it's still it's carries. Not condescending. It's not condescending. It, it is uh, what it's transcending. It's still I, I don't think it'll ever it's still get relevant that whole uh that whole concept. I, I don't see that one ever being irrelevant. It's it's just it's constantly on right. point. Is because it's it's all word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, today yeah. it really the most of it is the word. Most of it is word of mouth, and yeah. even getting somebody to, you know, it's just everywhere. Even getting somebody to read your interruption is it's right. got to stand. Right. It's got to it's got to stand out, and, and yeah. how it stands out, and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, to get the word of mouth, though, you have to start somewhere yeah. to get people to talk about you. So you, you see how you she know, plugged you, the whole cow thing in there. Did you see? That? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I didn't. Was, you there, know, was I there purple cow in Iowa? No. 
Hey, we had the same thing. You know, we started off in Shreveport, Louisiana. You know, we'd have, you know, as we spread, you know, people from Connecticut and stuff are like, do they have computers in Louisiana? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, but okay. So you're in Iowa. You obviously not in a cornfield, not driving a tractor to work <laughs> as Jeff has um, pulled out of you. So um, married, obviously. Um, Why is children. that obvious? Because I already saw a ring on the finger that she was waving around while she was talking. You got like the like. I the, talk with my hands a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a CIA <laughs> agent. She's like she's like got this this radar. Thing. I'm, okay. I'm I'm super observant. So she's obviously That's good married. At marketing, you got to be observant. You That's do. right. All right, go ahead with your questions. While I was sorry to interrupt. So married, children. How long have y'all been married? What's what's the story? Like y'all meet in college? I mean, what does he do? Uh, we just celebrated our, our 14 year anniversary. Uh, we met um, through mutual friends. Actually, we were both on sand volleyball teams, different teams, and we came together and played. And it's kind of how it all started. Um, he looked like that scene from from uh, Top Gun. Is that his song? <laughs> yeah, not quite. No. <laughs> we'll we'll cut that for her. <laughs> Let's. I'll be like, no, that's fair. <laughs> He'll be like, no, that's fair. <laughs> so what does he do? Uh, he works for an insurance company. Um, he's in sales, so. Nice. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a jam. Y'all have some stuff to talk about there. Yeah, for sure. He um, gives me good ideas on, you know, selling our services, and I help them. He works for a local independent insurance agency, and so I give some marketing tips and stuff to them as well. So it's a, a nice back and forth. Do we have any, and we have kids? We have one kid, yeah, a son, um, and two fur babies, two cats. How old is so. your son? He's almost 20, so. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually moving, getting his own place this weekend, so it's a little chaotic at our house. Now we're going to move to talk about your beauty routine. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's likely. Yeah, but 20-year-old, wow, congratulations. Yeah, I guess that's, congrats. That's, I guess, my mom, I can give some credit to my mom. She uh, passed on some good genes to me, I think. so. Good genes. There's all kinds of stuff going on TikTok today with the cycling and the... Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll actually have to talk to you after the moving out, like how <laughs> that went, because I'm about to experience oh, yeah. that, because my daughter just got accepted into um, SCAD, so... Yeah, I'm crying about it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, he started a little so bit last weird. night, and... To like actually, like I know it's been coming for a while, right? And but to actually like see the bed go away and you know that kind of stuff, uh, it hit you a little bit. So yeah, I went the full week without crying about it. This is the first time I've actually cried did. about it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do when the bed moves out? That's gonna be a minute because she's gonna move into dorms, and it's always gonna be her room until she's married and makes her own life or something. And then it's like, cool, take your bed with you. But, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's all the my wife and I were talking about the last night. You know, you're um, not get used to rituals because they change. You know, whether that's your holiday rituals. You know, I think this is the first year. You know, our son's moved away. May not be home for Christmas. You know, okay, maybe later, maybe before. Um, you know, daughters going through classes on called merge. They're thinking about getting married, and at, at some point they'll have their own family. You know, and going different places and stuff, and just how it's interesting how. You know, you get to things that you like and get comfortable in, in patterns yeah, and I mean, they don't, things, they change. Things always change. And, yeah. and it's just, it's, it's, it is nice to sit back and reminisce on things that used to be or used Memories. to do, but it's, yes, he has, Maybe he loves to sing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, I look back on my childhood customs and it's like, you know, that's not a thing for me because it, it's all about my kids right now. Um, and now that they're getting older, things that we used to do, like the long haul drive uh, between both parents for Thanksgiving week, we're not doing that anymore. I mean, the pandemic kind of put a, a, a shutdown on that. Right. Well, I would have said um, you shouldn't have done it sooner. I mean, like, well, I mean, you know, when we had kids, we were like, we have the golden children. This is what's going on <laughs> in our house. You want yeah. them come to us, you know? Well, I mean, we, you sound like my husband. He was like, no, we're not traveling anymore. Yeah, it's like, you know, we got the goods. You want the goods, yeah. you come see, you know? It's easier for you to drive here than us to drive to you. And we started doing that for Christmas, going, we're not traveling for Christmas. Um, you know, the kids are going to wake up in their bed. But we'll make the sacrifice for Thanksgiving. But, you know, that's going to change next year when my daughter's in college because it's I'm not going to make her 
come home for college and then pack her in a car. She wants right. to see her fur baby. She has a cat. Actually, she has two cats. Um, and she'll want to sleep in her own bed and not. Yeah. Yep. Sunrise, and, sunset. Can't yeah. stop it. And it's hard for Christmas. I mean, I feel like with Christmas, I mean, you only get like small mini years of yeah. like mm-hmm. they're really into it, you know, and yeah. And all of that before they get too old and they're like, this is lame or, you know, don't want to participate. And oh, right. yes. I'm at the, I'm like, at the yeah. point where Are they're like, the I don't need anything because I get everything I want all year long. Right. That's your kids. That's not my, that's your kids. <laughs> no, my kids still make um list. Although the funniest would, was when Mackie pulled things from, she was like, I want this from Amazon. I'm like, you mean Amazon? <laughs> and so we still call it Amazon. It's like um, the fancy Amazon. That's the yes. fancy. That's like the Target. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the only one that's still into Christmas because I'm the one that's waking up and it's like I get food going and then I go in there and I'm like, wake up, see how I came. So I'm the one that's still going in there and going, wake up, come open your presents now. Let's yeah, do like, this together. Kaylee and her merge class had questions uh, that they were supposed to ask the parents and then they go back and discuss those. And one of them was like, did they think their parents were going to be with holiday, you know, like um, how they were going to How they deal with the relationship and the loss and like, you know, I, live well, your life, Birdie. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, I mean I, I, I enjoy them, but. The biggest you know, thing th- is you have to talk and, and figure out what y'all's plan is yeah. and what y'all want to do. Should so. be supportive. I, I, I'm i a big that parents pay down, you, you know, that your, your parents should pay down, you know, should mm-hmm. be working down rather than, you know, mm-hmm. like. You know, you, people whose parents are like upset because they're not going to come see them for this or that. You know, you got a car, you know, come. Right. Huh. Yep. You don't have all the fur babies that I have. So it's easier for y'all to come to us. It's, it's harder for me to go anywhere because I have two kids and six fur babies. How is this? Oh, man. Now? Did you? Is that cats and dogs or? But yes. All cats? We have cats and dogs. Oh, my. Um. But yes, and they re- the dogs recently got hit with a skunk. Um, one of oh, them, no. <laughs> one of them smells less like does not smell at all like the skunk. I think he was at the far Further back away. of it and not the uh, aggressor. And so I actually let him sleep in bed with us last night. Uh, the big one, on the other hand, she reeks of it still, and she's on bath number six. So, needless to say, she slept outside on her pillow. <laughs> But that's why I like cats because they're like less high maintenance and you know yes. you can go for, go away for the weekend and just be like here's mm-hmm. a bunch of food and water and yes although take care of yourself. they do have their own attitudes so we have oh, one sure. we yeah. have one that is a full time outside and she protested to be outside cats we're like okay fine here you go um, she does have a cat door into the garage that um, stays locked but it only opens for the the chip in her neck mm-hmm. best freaking invention i ever found um but the three inside they are all their own unique attitude yeah. so oh, for it's, sure yeah. it's a whole it's a whole lot of animals it's it's a zoo well i think we are out of time wow we've so, already hit our hour yeah so, fast. so if they want to find out more about you and i'm sure we'll put this stuff up on the website but it's it's grx marketing mm-hmm. um you have a website we do, grxmarketing.com. Just straight grx, grxmarketing.com, mm-hmm. right? Very good. Where I'm sure you can see lots of pictures of cows. And, no, <laughs> Stop let, that. Let the cows go. Just no, let the cows and go. And the podcast is on the uh, the Pharmacy Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those are audio podcasts. Correct, yep. Yep. Any work? I think I think talk to Todd, and he's talking about trying to move more toward video. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more work uh, Yeah, in, he did mention editing. that. It, um, yeah. At NACDS, we saw I like the video. We, we started doing these because of the pandemic and we didn't get to see people. And, uh, you know, her and I, we go to trade shows. We'll visit pharmacies when those are slow. And, and that kind of energizes us and gets us excited about being able to work at the other stuff we do. Yeah. And so uh, video was a prerequisite. You know, I had to I had to see somebody. I had to laugh. I had to say dumb things. And- well, it, the conversation's a lot more personable when you can see their face and interact For with sure. them. And it's it's a it's an overall better engagement, I think. So and we enjoy it. So this was kind of our supplemental for the pandemic taking all our 
travel and trade shows away and we've just kept doing it because it's it's so much fun yeah well thank you for being here and, and let's talk about doing something interesting for connect i think yeah. i think yeah. that would be yeah. fun um will uh tuft i don't know if you know him kind of kind of yeah she that was already up. on the beyond Strokes. and um yeah we're doing some some rounds and things like that and i think that would be a fun thing to do i think uh, for sure yeah i'd love to laugh all right Thank, Thank you okay. so much Thanks, for joining guys. us today. Right. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.